Well, with a second loss to the Rangers, the Halos have us looking to the future. So we're going to share about the top 10 prospects in the Halo system right now because we need something, right? It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Hey, Locked Lockdown Everydayers, join us this Friday for Fan Mail Friday. Get your questions into us by like Thursday afternoon so that we have plenty of time to look them over and make sure that they can get into the show. You can also give us a call on our voicemail line, 714-409-6396 is the number. That number is in the episode description below the video and also on audio platforms. In the meantime, Mike, the Angels lost again. <laughs> I'm like Bill Murray. Yeah, that was good, Johnny. Listen, I have a biblical studies degree, but I have done counseling and therapy with people. So if anybody needs some help, um, I know a guy. So <laughs> especially <God>? watching especially, <laughs> that was good. Uh, especially watching this team, man. They lost uh seven to three last night. Lucas Giolito was on the mound. He's the big trade piece that we got. And and as you mentioned in, when you gave the update on our social media platform, like it was it was okay. Like six innings, seven hits, four runs, two walks, five Ks. He did throw 110 pitches. I, I love that he went six innings. Um, two of those runs came on a Corey Seager home run. Jordan Adams leaped over the wall and made the catch and then did his best Joe Adele and the ball fell out of his In glove. In low-life field, too. I know. That was, that, it just tell me they're not cursed, Mike. Right, Come on. right. Two <laughs> great athletic players, and it's almost the exact like duplicate moment, right? Johnny, since acquiring Giolito, 21 innings pitched, 19 earned runs, 19 Ks, 9 walks, 1-3 and three record. Thoughts on Lucas Giolito? How does he make you feel, John? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Like, look, he's supposed to help be a nice addition to the to the rotation. This rotation's not good. Like, And then it makes a, a Lucas Giolito start like this look like, thank god you know yeah <laughs> like it's it's yeah only only four runs he given up like that's that's what the rotation's been doing to us lately and right giolito i mean you know he was really highly sought after as a trade target and obviously he's not the same giolito he's been in the past but at the same time what a good deadline move to make yeah. right to go and get yeah. somebody who's going to help your rotation the angels needed help with rotation and billy epler is certainly not going to send scherzer or verlander to the angels after being fired by the angels like <laughs> that's not going to happen so right. going out and getting giolito a great move i think they could have used somebody else and one more person too like from st louis but right as we saw with jordan montgomery against us with the rangers but i mean good grief man it's 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 two trade deadline pieces going toe to toe but nothing about this team looks good right now and and I'm not even complaining about Giolito. I'm just saying, like, what what's what's there to to cheer for here? I mean, yeah. I, I just you know he's a local guy. I I dig that. I understand you know moving and and making the change to the Angels. That's a big move, of course. But everybody does it. Uh, at the same time, you know maybe he's a piece that can factor into next year if they want if he wants to stick around. But I, I I don't know, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about that. Here's why I'm nervous. Not because I think Giolito is going to regress or not be a great pitcher. I mean, he 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 might be, 
I just don't know if he could be a great pitcher on our team because of the coaching that we talked about yesterday <laughs> that is around him. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like I, he, we have proven, the Angels have proven, I'm not even going to say we, I'm going to say the Angels have proven that they don't know how to develop pitchers like the Dodgers or the Rays or other teams, even Houston, right? Like they just don't develop pitchers very well. And, and he is somebody that I think probably has a few little things that just need to be tweaked. I just am not confident that the Angels can do that. And I, I was yesterday I looked up uh, Brandon Marsh's stats just because mm-hmm. I missed him, right? And and, and and you like and you like to torture yourself. Yeah. Yes, and I'm looking at his slash line of 285, 367. Uh, I think I think he had a 500 slugging or around a 400 slugging. Like the guy's having a good year, right? And eight home runs, like 37 RBIs. He's on the IL right now. But I thought to myself, like, here's a guy that gets traded. And then the front office goes, we think we know what's wrong with this swing. And then look at what he's doing. A 285 right. hitter in, in our lineup right now would be fantastic. <laughs> we, would, we would love to have that type of hitter. Somebody who can slash and somebody yeah. who can make contact, right? And I get that the trade was a win-win for both teams. I'm not sure. saying that we shouldn't have done that. Of However, course. the point is that the Phillies were able to go, hey, hey, Brandon, it's your load. It's it's how you're loading up your hands. It's how you're turning your hips, right? The Angels bring people in and they're like, mm, maybe maybe try underhand. Maybe that'll help, right? Maybe you, you just toss it up there. That 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 could be a good move, right? Have you, it's have you really tried, frustrating. Have you tried size nine shoes instead of size eight shoes? Is that, <laughs> have you, do you think have that you, Have you prayed before the game? <laughs> yeah, that's what we need is a, a thought and a prayer over here. Right. But, well, you, you're making a larger point here of Lucas Giolito stays with the Angels. He's going to be more of the same. He goes somewhere else and he'll turn into another Cy Young candidate again. You know yeah. what I mean? I hear what you're saying, but... Man, I just the life is gone from this team, and it's gone yes. from my yes. fandom. I mean, Zach Zach Neto is hurt. Logan O'Hoppy obviously is is working his way back. Right. Um, Mike Trout, you know, might be back this weekend. But here, here's my thing, Mike. I watch. What am I watching for? There's yeah. There's I. There's no Neto. He's hurt. There's no O'Hoppy right now. Um, I like at least last year when we knew that we weren't going to be in it and you kind of just accepted that you could watch Sandoval go out there and have a great yep. game. You could watch yep. uh, Reed Detmers go out there and have a great game and be like, Oh yeah, those two, like look at what they're doing at the end of 2022. Like think about what they'll be like next year. And I don't even want to watch those guys either. Right. I know Detmers is on the mound today, but like there's just nothing exciting about this team right now. It's all a bunch of guys that were supposed to come over and help us. And they're not doing anything. No. The guys who've been here all season long, aren't doing anything and it's just like up and down this lineup man it's just so painful to watch and there's nothing exciting to watch about this team right now it's really frustrating yeah my my thought johnny is that they just need to get rid of all the epler depoto guys and and just run with gmpm's guys because it seems like those epler Mm. depoto guys are not in it (laughs) to win it knocking home runs over the wall because joe adele and jordan adams are both uh, Epler guys. (laughs) It it just doesn't seem like they're in it to win it and they don't have life. There's not an excitement. There's not a, a a gritty gutter guttiness. Like there's not a Darren Erstad. There's not a David Eckstein that really is shining from those years. Now, when you look at the GMP, he's got those guys, right? Like Zach Neto's the guy that's that, that is Zach Neto. He's that guy. He's the gritty gutty guy. And I know the angels have a really good record when he's in the lineup versus when he's not. And it's interesting that he's their shortstop because a longtime angel fans will know that Gary DeSarcino was that guy for the Halos in the 90s, and the Angels were in a 
pennant race in 1995 and then he went down and they completely fell apart mm-hmm. and so there is a dynamic to having a guy on your team like that the problem is is they traded for all these other guys to come in and and, and fill the gap i know we have injuries i see the narrative in the comments when you viewers listeners are are commenting i get injuries man yeah this has really been a terrible terrible injury filled season however we've replaced those guys with major league caliber players yeah. who just have fallen flat since they've come over in trades or that we traded for at the beginning of the year and and that's what's really really frustrating about this team and so i'm of the opinion like my my thought moving forward is if i'm gmp i'm, I'm looking at this roster going okay i'm gonna see if i can trade that guy i'm gonna see if i can move that guy i'm gonna see right like or he's or he's just gonna be on the bench he's just gonna be the guy that yeah. rides the pine and comes in when i need him to come in you know and he can you know he can take somebody like Syndergaard and get us a, a mickey moniac out of that and yeah you know we see mickey moniac being figured out and coming back down to earth and that was inevitable the 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 expected numbers were much lower than the numbers he was putting out. But at the same time, it cost you half a season of Noah Syndergaard. You know what right. I'm saying? And right. and so I think GM PM Perry Manassian can spin some, some good moves in the off season. And I, I love that restock with Perry Manassian guys. Mike, I was talking to somebody on Twitter about like the philosophy of this team. I mean, you can't establish a philosophy when you've had three GMs mm. in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, less than 10 years and yeah. four managers in 10 years. Right. Uh, there's no way a philosophy gets established with a team. And and if you go back and look, you see like Mike Butcher and before him, Bud Black, they had five plus years of doing their thing as a pitching coach. And then yeah. Mike Sosha for all the time that he was here, plenty of time to establish something and, and kind of create a philosophy that goes all the way and trickles down all the way to, you know, single A or whatever it is. I know guys are just getting good in single A, figuring out what they're good at. Right. But as these guys move up through the system, there's no cohesion. There's no consistent philosophy. I think if Perry Manassian had more time and more years ahead of him, we don't know what next year is going to look like with him. I, I know he's got one more year, but I, I you got to give a guy like that time to build something. And, and so, yeah, to clean house of, Epler guys and and is there any Depoto guys left over? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but we'll see. Anyway, the Angels are three and eleven since the trade deadline, which is three and eleven in August, Michael. And they're yeah. back at it against the Rangers tonight, five oh five Pacific time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. Coming up on Lockdown Angels, you got to have a little hope, right? So we're gonna look at the top ten Halos prospects right now. We'll learn about them together, and we'll talk about them together, and we'll do that in just a minute. Angel fans, today's show is brought to you by Bunches. Bunches is a new app built for sports fans where you can chat with other sports fans in real time. You can download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have a featured locked-on MLB bunch. I like that. See what we did there? Uh, Where It's in the Discover tab. You click that. You can go there, and you can connect with other baseball fans. You can chat about your favorite team, and you can keep up with all of the latest baseball news. Bunches is the place where sports fans chat, especially sports fans who are locked-on everydayers. So if you have questions or comments about today's episode or questions or comments about other shows, you can chat about it in the locked-on MLB bunch on Bunches. You can download Bunches right now so that you can chat about your team every day. day. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Hey, Lockdown Everydayers, don't forget, we got Fan Mail Friday coming up. Voicemail line is in the episode description. And we'd love to get your questions at Lockdown Angels or at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. So find us there. Angels are back at it tonight, 5.05 Pacific time. <laughs> Trying to not get swept <laughs> again like yeah. last, like this weekend. Yeah. Uh, just a great trip through through Texas, Mike. Uh, 5.05 Pacific time, you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. If you are not a longtime Angel fan, maybe you're new in the last few years since Trout came or since Otani came, or maybe maybe even this year, we're, we're glad you're here. Uh, there's, there's something that Angel fans will talk about often, and that is that we are getting buttercupped. It was the seventh inning song, and it talks about building you up and then letting you down. And this is one of those seasons where it feels like we're getting buttercupped. We've been built up and let back down. But Johnny, doesn't this season feel a bit heavier? Like it, it hurts a little bit more, right? And so you and I have had some conversations about yeah. this and about this with uh, Locked On Everydayers. And so we, we've come up with with four reasons why this year just hurts a little bit more. Johnny, you want to you wanna start with Reason number one. Yeah, I think the the first reason is that GMPM, Perry Manassian, looked back at, okay, what's gone wrong the last few years that I've been here, 21 and 22? Well, the, the biggest part is no depth. Every time there's an injury yep. to Trout or Rendon or somebody, there's not really anybody capable to come up and just play like average baseball. Everybody is like a, a weighted runs created plus mine uh, under a hundred, right? A hundred's yeah. average and, and OPS plus under a hundred, like not even guys who can just be league average. It's, it's all these guys have been worse that they've used to replace players. I mean, last year's a perfect example. You had Monte Harrison and Magnery Sierra and Jose <laughs> oh, yeah. Rojas playing. Yeah. Remember those guys? Neither do I. Um, and they weren't even league average. They were yeah. subpar. They were below par, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He looks back and he goes, you know what? We're going to address the depth issue. And so he gets guys like Gio Urshela and Hunter Renfro, even though you've got a lot of infielders and you've got a lot of outfielders. He still went out and added a bunch of pieces yep. to the roster. And just in case there's an injury and even just like a day off, right? You, you Given Rendon's injury history, you didn't expect him to play seven games in seven days, right? At the same time, uh, when he did get hurt, you get Gio Rochella to play third, and Gio was doing really well, uh, hitting for a good average, not hitting a ton, a ton of power. But then he gets hurt, and then you start to realize, oh my gosh, all the depth pieces that Perry Manassian added this year, they're all hurt. And right. so yeah. it was like, if you don't think the Angels are cursed, think about all the injuries that they've had over the last decade. So Perry Manassian goes out and reinforces that. And then the reinforcements get hurt. And yeah. so it, that is a huge part of why this season is so disappointing and why it hurts more. Johnny, I think the second reason is that the Angels have been within striking distance of making the playoffs. Like we have mm -hmm. had some hope, right? They didn't fall off the face of the earth like they did last year with 14 losses in a row. Although right now it feels like they're falling um, or getting pushed off the face of the earth, right? And they've been close. For most of the season, and and they're still close. I'm putting quotations up. Well, for those they're, in the audio they're, side. they're three games under 500 for the first time this year, Mike. Yeah. And yeah. and as much as they've been under 500 in the past, this is the furthest down 500 that they've been staring 
right. all season long. So right. this is this is the worst that they've been all year after yeah. they get all these pieces. Like, yeah, that's frustrating. Crazy. Right, yeah. that's frustrating. And uh, they're only eight, ga- eight games out of the wild card. I, I know I say only, but like that, they're within striking distance. If they get hot, something could happen. That would be great. I, the problem is that they just have been playing terribly, and yeah. that's why this season hurts because. We've been within striking distance, but I think that all of us felt like there were games indicators that were played earlier this year where we were like, eh, I just don't know if this team's going to be that team. Like if they could just tweak this and move this. And I think what we're experiencing now is a culmination of those glimpses we saw earlier this year of things not working, not functioning well, uh, lack of focus, some of those things, right? And so that's why this year I think hurts a little bit more is the Angels have been within striking distance of the playoffs. And it hurts more because they went all in. They yep. announced they weren't going to trade Otani, and the same day they go out and get Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. And you and I talked about how each of the moves they made were meant to fill in the gaps that the Angels knew that they had in terms of starting pitching, the bullpen, and even guys who could hit with runners in scoring position like Randall Grichuk and C.J. Crone. They do it all year long, and then they come here and and – hit a home run in garbage time, like yep. a two run home run, but yep. it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? And and so that's, what's frustrating is the angels were like, okay, what are our deficiencies? Let's go out and fix those. And theoretically they did, but uh, in real, in realistic terms and execution, they haven't. And I was talking yeah. with, uh, I was talking with Steve Granato. He's over on lockdown Yankees and used to be the host of lockdown angels. And, and he made mention of something where he said, this is one of the more talented Angels teams in history. Yeah. And they've completely failed. Yeah. And and I don't know what that doesn't speak to the talent on the field. I think that has everything to do with the management and the coaching and the philosophy and everything. I like think the so. the talent is there. And and again, on paper, it's a great team. But yeah. when it comes to execution, they have not been a great team. And I think that says everything about the management at the end of the day. Yeah. Last reason, Johnny, is it's potentially Otani's last year with this team. And mm-hmm. I say potentially because we don't know what he's going to do and he hasn't indicated what he's going to do. The only thing that he has said out loud is he wants to win and he wanted to win with this team. And we want to see him win. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. We want to see him win. Watching him in the WBC was fantastic. It gave us a taste of what could be. And so that's what makes this that makes this really, really frustrating because if I'm Otani and I'm looking at a team, like there is not an incentive to come back to this team on the surface. There yeah. might be. There might be incentives underneath. One of the things that I loved about what Jeff Passan said on uh, SportsCenter the other day when they were reporting on Otani t- missing his start, he was supposed to start today, he said, the Angels listen to Shohei Otani. The Angels listen to Shohei Otani. The Angels listen to Shohei Otani because <laughs> they're going to do what Shohei wants to do. And I think that that's an incentive for him to come back. But unfortunately – there's not a lot of other incentives to come back. And if he wants to run to another team and be on that other team and try to win, it, it makes sense because this team yeah. in the eight years that he has been here or, or around that time, right? Like they just haven't done anything maybe until this year to really put a good team around him. And then even when they do that, they've failed at that. As Granado said, like you've got this really talented team that has just completely failed because maybe perhaps we don't have very knowledgeable and intentional and strategic coaches around this team right now. Yeah, you you put a, a Porsche engine in a, a Honda Civic is what you did. I mean, yep. you've, you've got all these pieces and really great parts, and, and you put it in a, a really crappy vehicle, 
And, and that's what this angels team is. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, the Ferrari in the driveway of, you know, your rundown shack house, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's the biggest problem with the angels right now. You're muted. <laughs> I'm back. See what happens to us locked on every day. We just, <laughs> these angels are destroying us right now. What I said was, <laughs> speaking of cars, today's show is brought to you by eMay Motors. Sorry about that. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. And the same with your vehicle. You need uh, parts that, that fit just right. And so the next time that you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. They have the eBay Guarantee, and the eBay Guarantee makes sure that every part that you get fits just right the first time around. They have something called My Garage on their website. You can add your car or truck to the My Garage. It'll give you a green check mark to let you know that the part that you selected actually will fit in your car or you get your money back. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. So get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. eBay guarantee fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, Mike. They have a new top 30 prospects for the Angels, of course, because... They traded a lot of pieces away to yep. uh, add to this team who has gone 3-11 and since they traded those pieces away. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that. Uh, but Rhett Bollinger, who covers the Angels for MLB.com, does a great job as the Angels beat writer. He said, the Angels' top 30 prospects list looks much different than it did at the start of the season. Yep, Halos were aggressive in promoting their top prospects like Logan O'Hoppy and Zach Neto. And they traded away several pieces at the deadline, including catcher Edgar Caro. Uh, infield outfielder Jeremiah Jackson and pitchers Kai Bush, Jake Madden, Mason Albright, Landon Marceau, and Coleman Crow. Now, you and I are going to give you the top 10 names uh, and share a couple of the names that stand out to us. Let me just read through those real fast, Mike. Yeah, Number one, it. we have Logan O'Hoppy, of course. Number two, Nolan Shanuel, their first pick of the draft in 2023. Already number two. Uh, number three, Caden Dana. Number four, Nelson Rada. Number five, Alberto Rios. Number six, Kyron Paris. Number seven, Denzer Guzman. Number eight, Ben Joyce, who we've seen already. Uh, number nine, Barrett Kent. And number 10, Jack Kachanowicz. I love that name. It's a good name. <laughs> so new to this list is Shanuel at number two, Rios at number five, uh, Barrett Kent at number nine, uh, Camden uh, Manachi. This is why you're on the show. He's at 19. And then 29 is John Wimmer. He's a uh, shortstop. Most of those guys uh came all of those guys actually came because of the draft johnny um yeah and so let's let's talk about uh who's really rising and who's really falling why don't you share who's really rising on this list yeah jack kachanowitz actually jumped uh, a lot here he uh had a solid season between high a and double a uh 495 era 65 strikeouts and 87 and a thirds innings third round pick in 2019 six foot seven right hander uh, and he's working to lower that arm slot, Mike. So can you imagine a real tall six foot seven guy with an arm slot down. way down yep. there? That's going to be fun to watch. Mason Erla actually took a big fall. Um, he's uh, preseason. He was 18 and and he's not in the top 30 right. at the moment. Um, he's struggled between Rocket City and AAA. He's got an 8.94 ERA in 49 and a thirds innings. Trouble with control is really what the issue is there. He's walked 30 hitters. And now as we talk about like, the players with the best tools, and that could be the hit tool or the power tool or the yeah. speed tool, those kinds of things. Players are graded on a 20 to 80 scale, and if that sounds weird, 
Think of it as, you know, 20 is the bottom, 80 is the top. And the reason why is because 50 is what statisticians would call the mean. It's right there in the middle. And Mm -hmm. when you go 10 ticks to the left and you go to 40, that's like a whole group of like, yeah, 40 to 50 are grouped together. 50 to 60 are grouped together. And so that's why it's like a uh, 20 to 80 scale. So 50 is right in the middle, 80 is top, and 20 is at the bottom. So let's go through some of these tools here, Mike. Yeah, so uh, Nolan Shanuel actually has uh, a hit tool at 60, which is above average. Mm-hmm. Well, Hoppy's power is 55, so that's a bit above average. I, lo- I love this, and, and I'd love to see it actually uh, come to fruition in the major leagues. Jordan Adams has an 80 run tool. Like, he's... Yeah. He's fast. That's a, like that's elite. That's elite. Like this guy is fast. If you saw, he's got to get. He's got to get on base to right. To right. So if you see his quads, <laughs> the dude's got massive quads. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Juan Flores has a sixty arm tool um, on defense. Adams actually has a sixty uh, tool on defense, which we, we saw him leap over the wall and try to make that catch. If he just pulls it back over, it's not a home run. Levon Soto is also a, a sixty on defense. Uh, fastball, Johnny, take a guess. Uh, who's got an elite fastball in the minor leagues and was in the majors this year? Kick my boy, guess. my boy, Ben Joyce, baby. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, if you need a good example of an elite fastball, there you go. Ben Joyce. That is it. That is it. Caden uh, uh, Dana has a, a elite, uh, semi above average curveball at fifty five, um, and then there, a few other guys are listed on here with sliders, changeups, and control. The the two players that I really think we need to pay attention to, Johnny, uh, are Nelson Rada and Caden Dana. Dana is 19. He posted a 3.56 ERA with 89 strikeouts, 68 in the third innings across single A Inland Empire and high A Tri-City. John, Nelson Rada is actually like causing a bit of a stir. Like read about say, him. You have to say Rada because he's Rada. from Latin America. He he was in the uh, the international free agency signing. So Sorry, my white boy's coming across. <laughs> Nelson, Nelson Rada, here's the thing. Like I know that there might be some people who are upset that Edgar Caro got traded considering how high of a prospect he was. Number one, we have Logan O'Hoppy. Number two, he came from the international free agent market. Yep. And so the Angels have really emphasized scouting in the international free agent market since Perry Manassian's taken over, really. Like, it really fell off during the Epler years. Obviously, Otani is a quote-unquote international free agent yep. uh, when he came over, but everybody knew about Otani. Right. You have this to be where, stupid to miss on Otani. Right. And this is uh this is where you can find players that maybe not everybody's looking at. Yeah. I think that's why Nelson Rada is somebody they're excited about. 17 years old, he's sitting 264, uh, with a 326 slugging, two homers, eleven doubles, forty-six stolen bases, wow, thirty-nine RBIs in eighty-nine games with single A inland empire. So that's something to pay attention to. Again, those guys who are young are still figuring out who they are, what they're good at. And that's why, you know, you look at numbers in single A and you think, all right, what's jumping out there? The stolen bases, obviously. The RBIs are pretty strong for him as well. And right. a 264 average, that's pretty good for a 17-year-old guy. Yeah. So again, international free agent market is is somewhere that I hope the Angels put more emphasis on uh, in the future because you can really find some diamonds in the rough out there. Uh, Mike, yeah. two guys who might, even make an appearance next year. Obviously, Nolan Shanuel, maybe he'll get the Zach Neto treatment. Uh, Kyron Paris is another guy who might be coming up as well. So as I said earlier, what am I watching this team for day-to-day yeah. when yeah. Ohapi and Neto and the guys I'm excited about are hurt or they're 
not performing like Sandoval and, and Detmers. Well, here's to the future, my friends, because uh, even though we did trade away a lot of pieces, it just makes room for pieces that perhaps Perry Manassian and the front office are more excited about. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Like our friend Jeff Mather, who had the comment of the year on Twitter yesterday when you posted the now and gave the report of the game. He tweeted, well, at least they didn't lose by that many. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeff, really how that it great. felt to do that, Mike. It's really <laughs> how was... it felt to make that video. It was like, uh, I guess yep. it was better. I don't know. Jeff summarized how we all feel. So thank yeah. you. You're the Locked on Angel listener of the day. The Angels play the <laughs> Rangers at 5.05 today, and you can catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Angels like Jeff Mather and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. What do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Listen, we're here and we're going to be here whether the Angels show up or not. And so we're going <laughs> to recap this final game. I think it'll be interesting to talk about Reed Detmer's start, see how he does. Hopefully it's a bounce back for him. I know that they moved some pieces around because it was supposed to be Shohei. So we're going to be here to give you a detailed recap of that game and, and, and talk it through. So come and talk it through with us on Lockdown Angels tomorrow. I think Matt Wise was quoted as saying they're going to make Reed Detmers throw submarine now. They're going to give that a try. They're, okay. He's actually going to throw with his right hand, actually, Good. instead of his left. And he's batting uh, cleanup. And he's batting cleanup. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll see you back here tomorrow for more Locked on Angels. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. The bitterness is coming out. i got to push it back down. And my <laughs> name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. If anybody can be bitter, it's uh, it's us Frishes, right? All right, Absolutely. friends. We'll see you back here tomorrow for more Locked on Angels.